Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? As here we are again on another Timberwolves Explosion podcast episode number 39 today. One more for the big 4-0. Yep, the big 4-0. That's the next little milestone for Timberwolves Explosion, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you for joining me today, and I thank you always for downloading and listening to this show. Well, the gist of episode 39 is pretty much going to continue where we left off as Timberwolves play two horrendous games. One against Denver at the Target Center and one against Phoenix also at the Target Center. Two just horrendously played games. I mean, just awful. And then, what the hell? A victory. The Wolves win a game in Denver. In Denver, which is their first such... (laughs) Beat in three years. They won a game in Denver with Chauncey Billups. Yeah, the whole team was there. They won. Yeah. Old NBA jam himself, Carmelo Anthony, wasn't enough. So uh, we're going to get into that today. That's going to be the uh, the main topic here in segment one. Is Of course, the show is different now. No more ads advertising my shows. Segment one is going to pretty much be the game reviews and, and dialogue and thoughts of pretty much the Wolves in general. And segment two, Kevin Love is returning to contact drills. Yes, we're going to get into that in segment number two. So here we go. Time to talk Timberwolves basketball. No more screwing around, right? That's the way we all like it. Wednesday, the 25th, the day after I, <laughs> the day after episode number 38 was performed, and I pretty much had a very, pretty emotional uh, show. I, I didn't explode, I didn't have an outburst. But uh, I, I was pretty damn close, especially when I talked about that Golden State Warriors review. I was pretty, pretty close to dropping a couple to dropping my first f bomb on, on on this show. But I'm not heading in that direction. I really shouldn't do that, and uh, I'm just not going to. I know other shows do it, and it's fun and all that stuff. But I, I'm just not going to go there right now, and I probably shouldn't. So you get the idea. Denver Nuggets come to town, and uh, me and Paul Tuniverse Caniff. We're watching this one, and uh, this game was horrendous. Yeah, it, it really was. Forgive me for using that word so much lately. It's kind of getting in my head. Uh, it, it was so bad. I mean, <laughs> the Timberwolves just came out with, you know, the usual bull crap. It was pretty much right out of the start of the gate. The Timberwolves were down by 10. Down by 10, like right away, and pretty pretty much put up no fight whatsoever. Uh, Chauncey Billups had seven turnovers in the game, which is kind of alarming, but Johnny Flynn had five turnovers, looked kind of unorganized, only six of 15 from the floor, had a shot blocked a couple times, very ugly, I mean, going up for a layup, and he gets blocked, it's just, Nene Hilario, I'm going to get into that real quick, what the heck, Nene Hilario, all of a sudden, has gone from a guy who averages maybe one block a game or less than a block a game. You know, one of those typical kind of softy centers, you know, who, who's an, who's okay on offense, isn't a great rebounder, doesn't really do anything but score a little bit and rebound a teeny tiny bit, to a guy who blocks shots big time, at least against us, three blocks in this particular game. He also added six assists. Nanny Hilario showing some serious versatility in this game. An NBA jam, Carmelo Anthony, a guy who's always on fire, as I like to say with him. Not a big fan of his. He, I, I don't know. He just, I, I don't like, 
I don't like his attitude. He just looks like a kind of, I don't know. He just seems like a guy who's kind of a cocky SOB that I, you know, you just want to beat him up with when, when you play against him, you know. We've, we've all played against guys like that. Um, he was 6-12, to 12, didn't even have to play much, and, he, you know, he was pretty much on the bench chuckling pretty much most of the fourth quarter. Only had to shoot the ball 12 times, still managed to get 22 points, made all nine of his free throws. Oh, fun, fun stuff. Mm. And uh, there was just not much of an effort. I mean, Al Jefferson and Johnny Flynn each were 6 or 15 from the floor in this game. And uh, Jefferson, this this guy can't even jump. He can't even jump anymore. I mean, every, every and a year ago, the whole thought of giving the ball to Al Jefferson was like, okay, yeah, that's the best thing to do. But all he does is that same flipping baby hook. That's all he does. Why doesn't Al Jefferson make those Hakeem Olajuwon type moves anymore? I don't think that affects his knee as much as as as, as you expect. I mean, I know all basketball players get into a habit, but on this particular night, it just really started to hit me more than it ever has before. Remember how early in Kevin Garnett's career, he had a really nice up and under move, and he tried all these other moves, kind of Kevin McHale type post moves. And all of a sudden, they just disappeared. Gone. Forever. And all he ever did when he got the ball was fake to the inside, basically, whichever direction he was on. Generally, if he's on the uh, the left, he'd fake to the right, so towards the hoop. And then put up a, a mid-range shot. That's all he ever did. Over and over and over and over and over for the rest of his career, pretty much. I mean, in his MVP season, he developed a really nice fadeaway. That's gone. He does it once in a while, but overall, it's gone from his game. He just does that same. Uh, he just did that same mid-range uh, f- shot, just fake and shoot. That's all he ever did, and then uh, otherwise pass the ball, pass up the shot, and pass it. What does El Jefferson do every single time he gets the ball? Now he does the same freaking baby hook, the same baby hook over and over and over again, and it's starting to look really crappy. Actually, it's starting to look real ugly. I mean, how many times has it hit the front of the rim this year? And, of course, that attributes to his legs. His knee, the knee strength isn't there. Yet, somehow, he got three blocks in this game and 12 rebounds. He finally had a game. He finally had a 12-rebound game. I mean, it seems like every night the guy's rebounding about as much as Kevin, excuse me, Kenyon Martin. About a six, seven rebound or less. You know, Kenyon Martin is a guy I've never liked. What an overrated, annoying, oof, what an overrated out-of-control SOB he is. I mean, I, I can't stand Ke- Kenyon Martin. But uh, Al Jefferson's number is starting to look like his. About, yeah, 14 points a game and about six rebounds. It's like, mmm. And I know it's a knee injury, and I know he's recovering and all that stuff, but uh, it's just starting to hit me. You talk about a guy who's getting into his habits. This guy is really, really gets into habit. Is really getting into a habit. Him and Kevin Garnett have the same disease, I guess. That uh, it's it's Wolves franchise player syndrome, I guess. You know, you just develop, you just all of a sudden go to one shot, and that's it. That's it. Ryan Hollins. Well, he was eight to nine from the floor. The guy is an, uh, sure he's energy off the bench. Or well, starting in this game, he's he's an energy guy offensively. But when you talk about his defense overrated. The guy gets dunked on all the time. He's a really weak rebounder. I mean, really weak. Somebody, he, he just, he just looks like a weak guy. I mean, his, his defense is, it's not there. I'm not seeing this shot blocking presence that I was told. All he really is, is an, is an athletic offensive player. That's all Ryan Hollins is. And, um, 
Well, at least we didn't make a huge investment in him. But um, Johnny Flynn managed to get 20 points, but it was a really ugly 20. And then what I love the most, though, which frustrated the heck out of me, was how uh, the announcers of this, or the announcers, had to use Corey Brewer's nice game. I mean, this is Kevin Garnett numbers, 22 point, 13 rebound, 4 assists type of numbers. Now, most of these points were scored pretty much in garbage time against backups. Mm-hmm. Not named Chris Anderson, who's a shot-blocking machine. I mean, <laughs> you can say what you want about the guy. He's ugly. He's goofy-looking. He what, what, a, what a nice role player. Wow. What a nice defensive role player. Something the Wolves have never really had. Ever. Ever. Not, not, not in terms of a guy who can block shots. Uh, but yeah, Corey Brewer. They were using that as some type of moral victory. You just got destroyed at home by a team who is light years ahead of you. Destroyed, demoralized, humiliated at home by the Denver Nuggets. And you're talking about, oh, Corey Brewer got a double-double. And uh, this, is, this is just great. Oh, simply sensational. You know, classic uh, <laughs> classic Tom Hanneman. Simply sensational. And he always looks for these lame moral victories. You know, sorry for saying that so much, by the way, those two words. <laughs> but uh, I can't do it, man. I, 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 that, that just set me off. I, I just went on a rant that I can't put on air. I can't do it. I, I just went psycho, basically. And, uh, yeah, imagine that, right? That's why we call this Timberwolves explosion, because it's there's always a possibility it'll happen. <laughs> I, mm, I just when you hear that kind of stuff, it just made me sick. We just lost our 15th game in a row, and we're talking about Corey Brewer's double-double. I can't go there, man. I can't. I, I, I just can't stomach that kind of stuff. That's, that's, that's imbecilic, idiotic, moronic. That's what it is. It's not simply sensational. No. So uh, now that I got that out of the way, finally, we'll uh, pretty much say that's about all that needs to be said about that game. It was really bad. So, things get even worse. Actually, that was our 14th loss in a row, by the way. Excuse me. I got ahead of myself. 15th loss in a row. Yeah, we all knew it was coming. Phoenix Suns come to Target Center. The whole Al Jefferson kicks Phoenix's butt every time we play them. Gone, gone, and gone. Well, he was 9-17 from the floor with for 20 points, but wow, five rebounds. I mean, wow. Five rebounds. Now, sure, you could attribute that to the Phoenix Suns' fantastic shooting. About 60% from the floor and about 42% from downtown. I mean, gee, many Christmas, man. This was, this was even uglier than it looks. And speaking of ugly, Johnny Flynn, 5 of 13 from the floor again, yet he still managed to get 18 points and 6 assists. Wow. But four turnovers. See, the turnovers have continued to be a problem for him. Uh, but again, look look at look at Ryan Hollins. He had his 13 points, but no blocks. No blocks. So where's that defensive, uh, you know, where's that defensive force in the middle they continue to talk about? Ryan Gomes. Now, I was going to rip the living heck out of him because of how horrible of a start to the season he's having. But I can't because of what he did in Denver. <laughs> we'll get into that next. I can't. But... Up to this point, yeah, Ryan Gomes, so I can kind of uh, predate the Denver game for the time being. Ryan Gomes, horrible, no energy, 
I mean, the one thing that he's good at is pretty much that mid-range jump shot that he has and an occasional, and I mean occasional, three-pointer. And even at that, at this point, that had completely averted him. It's like, what what the heck? He can't even hit shots. I mean, you don't ever want Ryan Gomes driving to the basket. Ryan Gomes in traffic is like a blind man in traffic, if you know what I'm saying, like driving a car. It's 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 brutal. It's suicide. It's nothing, it's going to be the most ugly, like, attempt at anything, at, at any type of basket I've ever seen. Corey Brewer, by the way, boy, what a nice follow-up from that amazing moral victory he had against Denver. You know, the, the Wolves only lost by, what, 14 points instead of 30 or whatever, like they were losing earlier in the game. What an amazing follow-up. One of 11 from the floor. One of 11. Yeah, you heard me right. He played about the same amount of time, too. About 29 and a half minutes. One of 11, folks. 5.3 rebound and 3 turnover performance. Including a block and a steal. Yeah, but the Wolves lost by, what, 25 in this game? That's pathetic, okay? <laughs> that's, that's pathetic. I had to watch this game on uh, my... Yeah, are you ready, folks? My iPod Touch. Yeah, because there was no TV... And, uh, see, this one, this was the night I bought the NBA League Pass on my iPod Touch. I mean, hey, by the way, so far, if you have Comcast, it works really well. Others, I'm not sure what's going on. I could be wrong. Forgive me if I am, some of you out there. But it seems like you just get that same stupid, uh, can't connect message and all you hear is audio. But I had to watch the replay because... See, normally they black out home games, right? They black out, or they black out your local team because the because the iPod and NBA League Pass and all that stuff, they want to locate where you're at, and then they black out your local team, unfortunately, if it's on TV of any kind. And this game wasn't. It's not an NBA TV or any local channel or anything like that. So there it was. It was available on replay. Watched it. And, uh... Yeah, the game started out okay, and the Suns pull away in the first quarter, and then after that it was like virtually unwatchable. I mean, you're just watching a team kick our butts beyond belief. Ramon Sessions had a nice finish to the, had a nice line and everything. But, yeah, he was 10 of 13 from the floor, 23 points, and it's like, hey, that's great. But how many assists did he get? That's the biggest question. Zero. Ramon Sessions had no assists, so, hmm. The good news is, at least Johnny Flynn finally is starting to get assists. Because earlier, in the previous show, I mean, yeah, he's averaging only three assists a game. He's finally starting to, you know, since then he's averaged about about six a game. So, go figure. I don't think he listens. Maybe he, and if he does, hi Johnny, you're my favorite player on the team. And I'm not just saying that. You are. It's official. Hal Jefferson's not my favorite player on the team anymore, folks. <laughs> not with that baby hook crap. Um... Yeah, you finally have, at least one of the point guards is finally starting to get assists. And that's really nice. But, uh, yeah, the 23-point game by Ramon Sessions, that's good and all. He actually had a good field goal percentage for the first time this year, you could argue, overall. Except when he drives to the basket, he's effective when he shoots. He's not effective. He's the opposite of Ryan Gomes. You want him driving and not shooting. Um, but it's 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 meaningless. Meaningless. Who cares? 23 points, yeah, when he got hammered by 25. Doesn't really mean anything, and uh, I don't know. At least him and Flynn played a little bit together, I guess. There's your moral victory. Great, right? 
spectacular. Well, I better move along here because I can't let this get too long. The game of the week. I mean, how, how could it not be? How could it not be? Because guess what? The Wolves were just getting hammered right out of the gate in Denver Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to say it like that. Sunday the 29th of November. Sunday the 29th of November. Not a soul on the planet predicted the Wolves would win this game. Not a soul. Not anybody. Except the announcers, right? No, just about. that's about it. Oh, hey, you never know. Uh, the Wolves apparently had some kind of spirited practice. Damian Wilkins, who I actually do like. I haven't really talked about him at all so far on this show. I like Damian Wilkins, actually. I actually like him a lot. I mean, I'd rather see him start than uh, than Ryan Hollins. I think Hollins is more of an energy guy off the bench. And he, by, by the way, was pretty bad in this game, I thought. Turned the ball over three times in 23 and a half minutes. <laughs> nothing, nothing to brag about. Um, but Damian Milk, Damian Milkins, Damian Wilkins is a very multi-dimensional player. I really like what he brings to the table. He's a nice veteran, and uh, hey, he's an okay player. I'm, I'm glad he's here. He's one of the few positives we have on this team. Um, <laughs> but by the way, as a, now just to get on with the show here, welcome back to the show, right? <laughs> Denver hammering us in the first quarter. The Wolves keep it even in the second, and. Uh, Reggie Theus at halftime was like, hey, you know, at least the defense was better. We gave up 40 points in the first quarter, cut it down by, cut it down to 24 in the second. So if we can keep them to 12 or less, we might have a chance. I was like, yeah, right, Reggie, there's no way. We're going to get destroyed. We're losing by 14 at the half, you know, whatever. Carmelo Anthony's just going to keep scoring his 40 billion points because he had 19 points in the first quarter. And, uh, yeah. Carmelo Anthony, man, that he <laughs> pretty frustrating. He always seems to have those NBA jam, he's on fire type of games against us, especially in the Mile High City. But for some odd reason, a guy who I was going to rip savagely before this show, before this game, that is, you know, I was going to figured I was going to be able to finally get to him because I didn't get to anybody other than Jefferson and Flynn on the first show. That's how intense it was, pretty much. Talked a little bit about Corey Brewer, but mostly about Jefferson and Flynn. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gomes had just an amazing game, and he was good the entire time. He hit his first five shots. He was just all over. He was hitting all those mid-range shots that he hit last year, especially last February on when Jefferson went out. He really took control. He was the leading scorer on the Timberwolves after Jefferson got hurt. Averaged about 19 points a game. Ryan Gomes looked fantastic on this particular night. Got a little flustered later on. We'll get to that in a little bit. Um, very solid, though. And there's also another player who's in the DNP coach's decision that I should get into very briefly in a second. Really quick. But, uh, well, I'll get to him now. Sorry. I think there's another reason what helped the Wolves make the run in the second half. And in general, Pavlovich didn't play. Alexi or whatever the heck. You know, he has a million different first name, nicknames, it seems like, for a guy that sucks, in my opinion. He sucks. He'll hit a three-pointer once in a while, but all he all he ever does is go, is hog the ball. I mean, the guy hogs the ball an awful lot for someone who's not even near like starter material. He hogs the ball. He he he's like another McCants. He's a Euro McCants. He gets the ball. He makes a crazy spin and then turns it over or misses some wild shot. Just all willy nilly towards the hoop. And yeah, that's a shout out to you, Marcus. That's a word he uses a lot. <laughs> uh, 
ter- terrible. The guy sucks, and I think that was wise to put him on the uh, on the bench. Just forget about it. Brian Cardinal didn't play either, interestingly. You'd think he'd be kind of a factor in a game like this. Nathan Jawai, well, he played, but he sucked. He can't rebound. He can't guard anybody. He got a shot blocked he, embarrassingly twice. Once by Hill, or no, twice, both by uh, Chris Anderson. Just embarrassing. It was it was just the laziest shot attempts I've ever seen. And uh, I, I think Nathan Jawai is an okay player, but he just got humiliated. They were the weakest, lamest attempts, and Chris Anderson... Mr. Birdman himself destroyed him defensively. Him just terrible. Jefferson missed some rebounds down the stretch as things started to get better for the Wolves. But uh, we'll get into the main gist of things here. As the Wolves, remember how Reggie Thea said 12 or less points in the third quarter and we might have a chance. The Wolves came out with the kind of energy that I haven't seen in maybe five years. You know, when Sam Cassell was on the team, and the Wolves were really good in ninety in 04, excuse me. Boy, am I old. Johnny Flynn came out with a vengeance. Ryan Gomes continued his hot shooting. Corey Brewer started to go on the break. I mean, Denver, all of a sudden, couldn't make anything. Chauncey Billups was horrible overall in shooting. Only 2 of 13 from the floor. And you can say, oh, well, Chauncey Billups had a bad game. So what if the Wolves beat him then? Uh, guess what, folks? That's tough crap. How many times have the Wolves had a bad game? You know? So, uh, back to this. Every single rebound, the Wolves would go on the break. Flynn just came out dribbling the ball like, he looked like Chris Paul in a couple plays. Unfortunately, that kind of wore out, but he still managed to get six assists, a couple of just beauties, a couple of beautiful drive and dishes. That's what I've been begging for from Johnny Flynn, is that he drive to the basket and dish it, and he finally brought that energy back. He finally brought it back for the first time since er, very early in the season. That's the Johnny Flynn. That that's the Syracuse Johnny Flynn. That's the Johnny Flynn I begged for coming in. And folks, the Timberwolves played fantastic basketball down the stretch. Damian Wilkins was awesome. Fifteen point, twelve rebound, six assist performance. He was just awesome. Ryan Gomes, the overall MVP of the game, but Flynn and Brewer, absolutely a part of it. Six of ten from Brewer, and a lot of that was because he was on the break and on the attack. Two steals for. Uh, Brewer as well. Just good defense and poor shooting by Denver, and that led to this victory. Denver made a uh, kind of a drive at the end of the game, as you'd expect. Carmelo Anthony finally started scoring again. He got frustrated, finally started putting it in. Alex Everson gave up a really annoying uh, put back by Kevin Martin. I was like, why Why is that guy getting beating you to the ball? Al, come on. Jefferson was way closer to him. But uh, really, the Wolves actually outplayed the Denver Nuggets. And, and and they won. It was just an unbelievable thing. And what a nice smile on uh, Ryan Gomes' face uh, at the end of the game and that little interview at the end of the game. It was just a beautiful thing to see, smiling for the camera after the interview was over and putting his arm around the, uh, the uh, quote-unquote sideline reporter, whatever they call him, <laughs> for the Wolves. It was just a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And uh, that's pretty much going to be it for the game reviews for now. I'm going to give the... Uh, I can't let this get too much longer. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. Uh, going to take a quick break. We're going to get into that Kevin Love story right after this. And we are back here on Tim Rolf's Explosion, episode number 39. A reminder, 
for iPod users. And uh, here we go. Kevin Love time. Kevin Love time, right? Well, Kevin Love, folks, the guy who broke his uh, broke his wrist or his excuse me his hand in the late in the preseason. A lot of us thought the Wolves were going to win 30 games this year. Because you got this nice, hot, young point guard, Jefferson's back. Yeah, Jefferson's back, all right. About 50% of him is back. Mm. Corey Brewer's supposedly much improved. I mean, some games he is and some games he isn't. Uh, you figure Kevin Love is going to be that next step closer. And then, of course, Timberwolves curse. Kevin Love receives a six- to eight-month, or week, excuse me, setback in his left non-shooting hand, at least. Uh, but guess what? Contract drills have begun for Kevin Love as of today. It's finally beginning. Finally beginning. He says Rambis says that Love is in pretty good shape, but he isn't isn't yet ready. Love will meet with team doctors later this week, but there's no definitive timetable for his return. But at least there is some type of hope that uh, you know. At, at least this is the early sign that things are beginning. The contract drills have started and. Uh, that's a really good thing. I mean, that's that's good. At least he's back in that again. Uh, we're probably looking at another one to two weeks with Kevin Love. I'd say maybe, maybe even two to three. But probably about the second week of December, really, would be my prediction. And for my uh, crystal ball, per se. Um, so that's pretty much all I could say with that. I mean, for one thing, the Wolves' rebounding has been pretty porous. I, I, I got to think that, you know, when you can't rebound very well, when you're quote-unquote, now I'm going to have to call him that until he starts proving it again for real, consistently. Al Jefferson, your quote-unquote franchise player, Al Jefferson, can't really rebound because he just he can't even move, basically, still because of that knee. It's just not there yet. It takes about a calendar year for that type of recovery. We're looking much later in the year for that. Uh, you need a guy like Kevin Love in there rebounding. You need that rebounding. You just hope that his hand, he won't be as timid. He won't be more timid now with that hand injury. Depending on the soreness of it, of course. Uh, but I got—I <laughs> got to think a guy who can rebound as good as Kevin Love, a guy who was called the glass cleaner. Yeah, when your nickname is called the glass cleaner, uh, you, you know that's that's exactly what the Wolves need right now is some more rebounding. And I got to think it can translate into some improved play. I mean, knock on wood. I'm not even gonna go too far into. The words improve play. I mean, this team is two and fifteen, folks. So, just about anything's improvement right now. But I'm about to make a prediction. Now, it's not that bold of a prediction, but you know, when you consider what type of team they are, and that it's it is a home game, and uh, we had success against them last year as well. I think the Timberwolves defeat the Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday, tomorrow, the second of December. Today is the first of December, two thousand nine. I don't believe I mentioned that in the intro. So here it is now, <laughs> the 1st of December. Um, yeah, I think the Timberwolves win against Memphis Wednesday, December the 2nd. I, I, I do. I think the Wolves win, even though they got demolished in Memphis about two weeks ago. That was horrible. I mean, that was horrible. They were losing by 20 the whole game, just complete non-factor. But I think a win over the Denver Nuggets on the road has got to give this team some confidence, some confidence. I mean, they they looked like a, they played with so much passion in that second half. I mean, they looked like a group of guys that were like, "Hell yeah, let's take these 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 blankety blankers out." And I I loved it. And that's basically what Al Jefferson and Gomes were saying when Gomes was was complaining at the refs. As I'll just kind of quickly 
get back into that game real quick because I kind of didn't mention this part. And Ryan Gomes has started to get frustrated because there were some horrendous calls down the stretch in this game, in the Denver Nuggets game. Gomes was driving to the basket. Uh, was it Anderson and uh, I can't remember who else? Nene, I believe. They were both moving, and they're both moving towards Ryan Gomes or kind of towards each other to block Ryan Gomes, and they called Gomes for a charge. Are you serious? Yeah, I guess they were. Gomes got called for two of those offensive calls down the stretch, and it was uh, just utterly ridiculous. And luckily, Gomes is the kind of guy, he's not going to get a technical. He's a calm enough guy, even though he looked pretty irate. Al Jefferson said, bleep, bleep that, Ryan. Just just keep playing. Bleep that, Ryan. Just keep playing. And, uh, yeah, at least Jefferson showed a little leadership there, and that was cool. Um, Gomes is kind of a leader type, too, sort of. And luckily, the frustration didn't didn't boil over too far, and the Wolves ended up winning. So I do think that this team is, is has a totally different level of confidence coming into this Memphis Grizzlies game than they would have had they not done what they did in Denver. That was just amazing. I mean, this was a road game in Denver. Denver's one of the four best teams in the league, so that's that's not a little feat. Very, very cool by the Wolves, and uh, I do see a new form of confidence from this team coming in. not saying they're going to go and win 30 games or anything. They're probably going to be fighting to win 20-ish, but at least... For the time being, there's a little more confidence right now, and uh, there's also hope that Kevin Love is going to be back in the next two weeks. So there you go. That is the good part right there. So we're going to conclude the show here in a second. Please call our phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It would be greatly appreciated. You will be on this show. Mention you're calling in for Kimberl's Explosion. Leave your name in town, and then your shout-out, uh, comment, question, whatever, and uh, keep it to about a minute, and you'll be on the air. Also, do become a member on the sportstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner of the website, the front page. Click on that. There'll be a link that says register on the left-hand side, I believe. Click on that, and uh, there you go. Become a member and join the, those NBA boards, and let's talk some Timberwolves basketball or any other basketball or any other sport, whatever you want. Also, don't forget to check out TimberwolvesPress.com, a wonderful website as well. Your one-stop source for talking Timberwolves basketball. So, there you go. Do enjoy things. Going to keep this show updated as much as possible because they're my favorite team in the whole world. And uh, this show is just like a dream. Love having it for my own. And uh, love to have you guys call in. Please call in and... uh, interact with me. Also looking to get a guest on again pretty soon. Hopefully get Marcus the Forecaster on, or even someone else as well. So, until then, until the next week or so, we'll talk to you soon. Stay tuned for episode number 4-0. Take care, everybody. Take care.